So the body that is going to come in is being is called the Commission for Air Quality Management in National Capital Region. It aims to bring very substantive changes in the approach uh, towards air pollution. So this will be a dedicated, a statutory, and a permanent body backed by law, vested with enough power and teeth to enforce comprehensive anti-pollution measures, not only in Delhi NCR but the entire air shed. Now, by the airshed, I mean the adjoining states of Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Haryana, and Rajasthan, the areas which impact the air quality in Delhi NCR. So, this particular body will look into a range of issues, say from stubble burning, vehicular pollution, dust pollution, all other factors which may be contributing towards adversely impacting the quality of air in Delhi NCR. It will have three subcommittees on monitoring, identification, safeguarding, and research. it will also which is very important it will also coordinate interstate interministerial action so that there is concerted action towards addressing air pollution now why it's different is because it is uh, as we said vested with a lot of powers so it will have the powers to inspect any premises for pollution if necessary it can issue directions to any person or authority on checking pollution it will also be empowered to order closure of polluting units or give directions for stoppage of electricity to them in case of violations any kind of non compliance will um, be met with very strong action which means punishable by 5 years of jail term and a fine up to 1 crore or both now this is very stringent vis-a-vis the existing environmental laws where the fine limit is only 1 lakh and it's hardly enforced as well so to ensure that's also enforceable and appeal will only be allowed in the national green tribunal not in any civil court also this body will be empowered to take up suo moto any case that comes to its notice besides you know complaints made by people so that's what this body is all about so oh, that's very interesting anubhuti so basically the new regulatory body is going to have a lot more teeth and this is going to be specially for delhi and ncr region but tell me something will this body be more powerful or how different will it be from its predecessors 
It is proposed to do so. The, the ordinance clearly states that this particular commission will um, replace all uh, ad hoc committees and the number of uh, agencies which have been set up, the various task forces. So the Environmental Pollution Control Authority, which is set up by the Supreme Court, all various task forces, all of them will be superseded by this one exclusive authority now on air quality management for the area. But tell me, aren't we waking up a bit too late about this? It is better late than never. Waking up at any time, I think, in in checking pollution uh, works for us as a country. We face the brunt of air pollution across the country, really. It's not restricted to Delhi NCR. And uh, wherein lies hope is that probably if we have a model like this, a consolidated body which has more power and teeth and can actually bring in checks towards pollutions here, maybe it can be replicated in other parts of the country. Shashwat, coming to you, I wanted to understand something is that this winter, how bad is it going to get? Because there are already photographs, there are already reports that the pollution levels have reached alarming levels right now. And this is not just any other year, this is 2020, COVID is still raging on. Glad to be here, Devina. Actually, if you take a look at the numbers, the AQI levels or the air quality index levels have actually improved since 2016. Uh, If you take a look at numbers since 2016, the average PM 2.5 marker, which is the hazardous particles, in 2016, on an average, it was 135, whereas in 2019, it was actually 109. Of course, for 2020, we still have to observe the numbers. What has happened in 2020 because of the monsoon being uh, above normal is that the farm stubble burnings, which usually start about in November, have actually started earlier this year, which is why, you know, the pictures all over social media have started erupting a little earlier this time. Uh, The skies have been hazier, especially in Delhi and CR. The unfavorable wind direction that is persisting right now from Punjab and Haryana, which is usually where these fumes travel from, have been uh, traveling towards the capital and have been affecting it quite adversely. Uh, But again, in 2016, we had 246 days, which had poor to severe rating, what the government classifies it as. Whereas in 2019, again, we had 183 such days. The number of days with uh, good air quality have also increased. In 2016, it was 108, whereas last year it was 182. Uh, One of the main factors has been that cleaner fuel is being used. But in 2020, with the COVID situation, it might get worse as we move into November, December, as the mercury keeps dropping and as uh, people start going out a lot more, uh, the transport starts in full flow, you know, the traffic starts piling up, all of these will very adversely affect the population. So the air quality was actually getting better over the years, but this winter might be more complex because of COVID? While we do say that 109 PM 2.5 level in 2019 is better than the previous years, the normal healthy level should be 40. So even in our best years, we are breathing much worse air than is recommended by the World Health Organization. What I wanted to understand, Shashwat, also is uh, there's a lot of concentration over Delhi and NCR. What about cities like Mumbai and Bangalore? Mumbai, for instance, is also showing record high level of uh, severe air quality. Correct, Devina. So in 2020, we're experiencing a La Nina which is a rain-boosting phenomenon for India that caused an above-normal monsoon. Another effect of a La Nina is that the air will be much colder across the country. Now, colder air means more air pollution, which is why we've observed the pollution much worse in the Delhi NCR skies than anywhere else. But if you look at other cities, such as Mumbai, Bangalore, or any other metro, the AQRs have been slowly dipping. For Mumbai, there is one big reprieve. 
since it is a coastal city much of the damage is mitigated but otherwise landlocked cities such as bangalore or hyderabad will observe the air quality get much worse as the winter season approaches tell me something anubuti is that there is a lot of again concentration on this particular body that is being built for delhi and ncr region what can the central government do for other states uh, hyderabad as shashwat pointed out is going to have some bad times as far as air quality is concerned mumbai is already showing in poor air quality what can the government do well uh, as far as the government is concerned it is already aware that this is a pan india problem uh, lots of studies have indicated that air pollution levels say in kanpur and indo gangetic plain itself may be even higher than delhi is just not monitored enough so last year january 2019 the national clean air program was launched and the idea is that you bring down a 20 to 30% reduction in pm10 and pm2.5 levels by 2024 compared to the 2017 figures now there are about 102 non attainment cities all across the countries which have been identified these are cities where you had seen a violation of the national ambient air quality standards so in in the 2011 and 2015 period so these are the focus cities where we are looking at a 20 30% reduction in air pollution so that is one part of the actions being taken at the central level then there is also uh, a special funding which has been given to cities with a million plus population where pm10 concentration is high another set of um, steps are being taken towards cities which have a slightly lower population but which also have a high pollution level so yes all these steps are being taken but i would still say we are at a very nascent stage uh, with these uh, steps across the country because we have to begin at a which means that we are just now looking at just installing air quality monitoring stations across these countries because we don't even know what is the level of air pollution you know uh while delhi has done well in this regard over the last 2 3 years that's why you know you know what is the pm10 and pm2.5 in every say about every 10 kilometers you'll get that figure in delhi but not so say in um, lucknow you might not have that kind of uh, granular data or not in mysore so what we are looking at is uh, to begin with we'll have a, a clear uh, air quality monitoring setup and then we will move on to the next stronger anti pollution steps what are the lessons we can learn from china and the steps india needs to prioritize right so uh, you know if you look at china it has been where we are today so it has been under smoke clouds between say 2010 to 2019 it has taken decisive action to counter that so outdoor pollution pm 2.5 levels in china have actually dropped by 30% in a decade between 2010 and 2019 this is mainly because uh, very strong actions were taken on several areas like a shift from coal to gas in uh, residential and industrial sectors also a clear reduction in industrial emissions so china is in fact if you look at the state of global air 2020 report which came out earlier this month it's it's one of the eight countries in the world that saw a reduction in its ozone levels over the past decades and it has also brought down its household air pollution levels from 54% to 36% over the decade this is the biggest decrease in the world that's huge so, and it has uh, you know then you then you see the uh, result of this so it has managed to bring out a 36% decline in ozone attributable deaths now this is very very important for a country like ours because uh, as per the same report now 100% of our population lives in areas which where pm 2.5 levels are higher than the who air quality right. standards remember india leads the list of countries with the highest pm 2.5 exposure in the world right we have also seen the highest increase in ozone exp- exposure and you you see it then when our health indices are out 
the most uh, deaths are being attributed to air pollution in India than in any other country. Now, uh, silver lining, as you said, the steps being taken. There are a couple of steps that need to be taken very, very decisively and on mission mode, which we can learn uh, from China, from other nations. And in fact, we've started off on our own. So I'll, I'll start with what we've already done. India's uh, actually done pretty well on checking exposure to household air pollution due to use of solid fuels for cooking, biomass for cooking, which was commonly used in um, across India. So this has reduced from 73% in 2010 to 61% in 2019 across a decade, which is a very big drop. And the Pradhan Mantri Ujwala Yojana household LPG program, this has actually dramatically brought down uh, the use of biomass for cooking. This is something we need to scale up in a much bigger way. Delhi has still not managed to do it to a 100% figure. So that would be one, one big step which we can take, gives you a clean access uh, to cooking gas, also has huge impact on the health of women and children who are cooking at home, right? So that is one key step we need to take immediately. The second is uh, uh, the switch in thermal power plants. Now, India being still at stages of where industrialization and development needs require us to use thermal power plants, we are not able to make a clean switch yet, but we are taking some steps, uh, something called flue gas desulfurization, which brings down emissions from thermal power plants. Now, unfortunately, we haven't done very well there. So, uh, in fact, we are going to give an extension to over 300 thermal power plants this year to give them another two years beyond 2022 to switch to better, cleaner emission mechanisms. Now, this is something we need to do on a priority basis. When we talk of Delhi, only two out of 11 thermal power plants around Delhi have managed to make this switch to the FGD system, which ensures that the emission levels are down. I, I personally feel, and I think this is a thought within uh, the government sector as well, and every expert will tell you that we need to do this, address this on priority, that we need to switch to cleaner power sources. The other step which India has taken, the results of which we'll see over the next five years is the switch to BS6 fuel and the switch to BS6 vehicles. That should bring down a good 30-40% dip in our emission levels. So these are the kind of steps that we need to take on a, on a greater scale on mission mode if we really want to see any kind of improvement in our air quality. Uh, important points out there by Anubhuti that there are many stakeholders who need to come together. Let's not forget, India faced about 1.67 million deaths in 2019 due to air pollution. So it can't be the work of just a government, but there are other stakeholders also who need to come together. Uh, Anubhuti, on that point, I uh, wanted to also understand is, you mentioned about the thermal emissions and BSA levels, where other sectors also have a responsibility towards improving the air quality. Can you tell us what is the role of private sectors in pollution control? Well, the private sector is key to it, is deeply involved with it. Let me just break it down. You know, when we look at PM10 and PM2.5, what are the biggest contributors to it? It's transport, industries, power plants, road dust and construction. Say power plants, which are largely in the domain of, uh, of the government sector, most of this lies in the private sector. So... It is key to implementing these mechanisms. Now, I'm looking at just Delhi figures here. In case of uh, Delhi, now PM10, about 66% contribution comes from road dust, but the next thing is power plants and transportation. By transportation, I mean both commercial vehicles as well as personal vehicles. So yes, when we are talking about the contributing sectors to PM10 and PM2.5, you see very, very clearly that the private sector is key to it. Industry is, after all, uh, the private sector. 
so i personally feel it it has to be very citizen driven more than uh, just private sector or public sector driven till the citizen on ground is not going to make a noise about it and also demand clean air ensure that standards are met this is not going to really truly happen okay so there is a lot of work that needs to be done but the good point is that we've already made a start and we have good examples from countries across as well as within the country to adopt from across states that is uh, shashwat coming to you where does india stand right now when it comes to air pollution on a global level and also wanted to understand for our listeners if you could explain to them what can be the ways in which they can guard themselves against the pollution when you're talking to experts and when you're putting out your reports what are the ways that one can guard themselves against a health hazard as much as possible so um, comparing to world over india's levels are pretty bad um, we often compare uh, delhi to beijing but even the worst of beijing's pm 2.5 uh, figures come up to maybe 70 or 80 whereas uh, delhi's for example do not go down below the 100 mark or haven't gone down across the world uh, say cities like new york london industrial cities like sao paulo and brazil all of these are far and away doing much better in terms of air quality so as far as people like you and me are concerned i think our best bet would be to install air purifiers at our homes uh, especially for people living in the northern plainer regions of delhi ncr up etc these have proven to work really well as far as uh, other metros are concerned such as bombay bangalore hyderabad i don't think the situation is, will get that bad that we need to add on things like air purifiers although a lot of offices in bangalore did install air purifiers when the air quality index levels went beyond to 200 250 which categorizes itself in the very poor level uh, public transport of course could be taken but in times of covid i doubt that that would be a feasible option and uh, in the next few months because of the fact that um, people will be using their personal vehicles to go to office as and when offices do keep opening up the situation might get a little worse okay thank you for that anubuti finally coming to you is what can the government and state governments do for those who are not in the ncr belt who are not in delhi well uh, you know i i'm not sure if there are any immediate steps correct the situation or to bring about a dramatic improvement in air quality there is unfortunately in this sector it is all going to be long term immediate steps of course when you see the air quality dipping you stay indoors or as uh, shashwat said that we you know you install an air purifier that's that's the best you can do in the given situation i think a lot of awareness has to be generated on this count a lot of public pressure has to be built on everybody from municipal agencies to your state governments your local uh, bodies to ensure small little steps which go a very very long way like waste segregation not burning waste publicly this this goes a long way in uh, ensuring a better air quality level these are smaller steps the bigger steps are of course moving to public transport yes we cannot do that currently because of covid but otherwise a decisive step has to be taken by every local body by every transport body in cities metros everywhere to try and shift to cleaner public transport systems eventually to shift to electric vehicles as far as possible especially in pollution hot spots say like delhi mumbai hyderabad we have to make that switch we have to also ultimately switch to cleaner cooking forms maybe even electric cooking as it is suggested in other places so these are all you know steps which require policy changes probably but these are doables will require a lot of public pressure as well as a political will to take them ahead but they are also 
imperative. There is no other way around it. It has to be done and it will help if everybody takes it up in a big way and so that it can be amplified at the national level and not just stay uh, something focused on the national capital. So basically, in conclusion, it cannot be just the government who has to be held responsible for policies, but also it comes down to people like us who have to consciously take efforts to ensure that a carbon footprint and the air pollution levels uh, where we have a contribution is controlled. Thank you, Anubhuti and Shashwat for this very insightful conversation. So to sum it up, while the focus is on the NCR and the capital, more needs to be done for other parts of the country as well. There needs to be more investments in clean energy and rules on carbon emission that need to be strictly enforced. We have examples in countries who have started off from where we are, but have managed to reduce the pollution levels. And finally, while it is the government who needs to make the right policies and ensure these are enforced across the board to make the air more breathable, the rest of us can do our bit in our individual capacities. It is evident that we cannot afford to wait any longer to make these changes. I'm Devina Sengupta, and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Indulekha Aravind and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. You can send in your comments at themorningbrief@timesgroup.com. The Morning Brief appears every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. avas.com <laughs>